The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. Hey there, it's Dan Roth, LinkedIn's Editor-in-Chief. Welcome to This Is Quick, where we ask our This Is Working guests pointed questions about their own best practices. Today, we're hearing from executive coach Mark Thompson. What do you always have with you that you kind of can't start your business day without? You feel naked if you don't have it, and it can't be your phone. You asked me this question, and I thought first, okay, the politically correct answer was I have my wedding ring, oh. I have my smartwatch. Yeah. These, this reminds me of the girls that I love. This reminds me of, that I can't really manage anything that I don't measure. I'm a coach, after all. Right. But then I realized the truth of the matter is I'll show you something I haven't shown. Most people, nobody asks me the question. You know what this is? That's a trumpet bell. That's a trumpet bell. So I love playing the trumpet. Started when I was eight. Huh. Uh, I produced Broadway shows, and uh, not because I'm good at it or good at being a trumpet player, but that's where I realized that... The person who uh, plays first trumpet, who I aspired to be, is not the person you want to hear from as the leader of the organization. You want to hear a person who's going to play in tune along with the others. The trumpet is the kind of the, is the leader who's the punctuation mark. Yeah, the grace note. Uh, the grace note, the lick, yeah. the differentiation. So I also think that it's important as leaders to take a breath huh. and realize that sometimes it's about speaking up or playing louder, but most of the time it's about playing with the rest of the band. So that's great. Uh, that's why I carry it around. As a former trumpet player, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I would have done the spit valve. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when did you first know what you wanted to do? And what's your one piece of advice for someone who's trying to figure out what it is that they want to do? I was kind of surprised when I was sitting in detention and I found myself interviewing everybody there as a matter of defense. <laughs> I really wanted to know who was there. And I thought maybe they would like me more and I would be less vulnerable sitting there as the scrawny little kid. And I realized that I, I love finding out the story that people have to tell, and that's been a through line for the, the rest of my life. I, so it I wasn't, at that point, it wasn't, I want to be a coach, an executive coach. No, it no, was, I want to be a journalist. I want to hear people's stories. Right, yeah. I wanted to be a journalism. So I went to journalism school and, and wanted to learn how to, to do that work. And then I got seduced by coaching and business and starting companies. And so out of that, is there any lesson for other people who, like, who don't have that same epiphany? Or how do they figure out what they want to do? I think that there is this silent scream that people have about what they want to do hmm. and that it's in maybe collaboration with or co-conspirators that you could get into your life to help you kind of discover what is that other thing that other people notice about what you love that maybe you're less likely to admit. That silent scream lives in the hearts and minds of a lot of people that I think might be that passion. What's one thing you do that helps you stay productive? Well, I think staying productive for me ends up being this idea of getting help. Having somebody in your life that is keeping the drumbeat because I don't know about you, but I don't wake up in the morning thinking about being a leader. Hmm. I don't think about being heroic. I probably need somebody to give me a little nudge. Do I not know how to do the push-ups? You know, Marshall Goldsmith has called me every day and I've called him. We do the push-ups right. because we need, that, we need a little bit of help. And I think that's how you can remain productive when we're not heroes every day. Right. Is there anything that happens in your life that derails your productivity? Absolutely. I would say that it is jealousy and resentment. Interesting. When you feel undervalued, yeah. when you don't feel heard or seen, you get pissed. How productive is that? Who was your first mentor and what was something important you learned from them? It was Chuck Schwab, the fellow who started Charles Schwab and Company, struggling to get through Stanford. 
and uh, realizing that the fact that he struggled with reading and writing in English, which was kind of my superpower, I could actually help Charles Schwab. Mm -hmm. And he had this genius of understanding financial services in a way that it could be boiled down to a simple sentence or a simple act. It wasn't some high priesthood on Wall Street. He was so empowering because I realized that there is something that we can contribute even to the people we admire and may be the most intimidated by. Any mistakes you've made along the way in your career that you now look at as a life lesson? Absolutely. It's the mistake I keep on making about not trying new things and thinking that I've got it all figured out. Because the older you get, the more you think you do. And the more you say, I just, you know, I know what I love. Right. Do you? Do you know who that you need to be with to do what you love? And so I'm continuously amazed at the people who are rising through organizations or rising as entrepreneurs, the new billionaires and unicorns that I get to coach are endlessly curious. Hmm. Curious, I mean, curiosity is in short supply. Blames in much more availability. But being curious, I think, is just the, the hardest thing to hang on to and the most rewarding thing to, to do. What's the biggest aha moment in your career? Was there anything that we were like, oh, got it? Well, okay, something very recent. It came during the pandemic. I think we all had an existential crisis during the pandemic. Hmm. And what shocked me the most is that the people that you admire for achieving the most at a certain age or in a certain field, they suck at doing their own goals for themselves as well. There's, there isn't a balanced life that people are following. That something about their life is something that they need help doing. That's why it's great to check in even with the powerful. I put together a group that ended up having 75 CEOs and you'd think they'd have it all figured out. And we went on a one to 10 scale doing daily questions with them and then weekly questions and then eventually monthly questions. But have I done my best to be happy? Have I done my best to, to build relationships? Have I done the best to invest in my family? Have I done the best to set goals to have a healthier life? Have I done the best to serve my community? Whatever goals they wanted to set, it's their goals. And it was amazing to go through 700 hours of that during the pandemic with them on Zoom of all places. It was an incredible aha moment. The, the, the necessity for all of us to get help and be helped, even if we're not an expert at giving help, how valuable is it to you to be heard? All right, last question. You work with some of the top people in the business world. You help people get to the top. For someone who's listening to this or watching this, they are at the beginning of their career. Is there any few things they should be doing to put them on the path towards eventually you know, having you as, as their coach one day? <laughs> well, I'd say that they would be best served by thinking about what they care about most, that they're passionate about, what they feel like they might want to be connected with in terms of a, a community of people where they feel like they want to be on a team and what they'd like to, to start to be holding themselves accountable for, that purpose, passion, and, and performance. Do that from the very beginning. And I think that that differentiates you all the way through the course because usually after that, people get into kind of a mundane path. January comes around, they're still in the same job or they're doing the same job the same way. And so be endlessly curious and uh, I'd love to be your coach. That was Mark Thompson, probably one of the best known executive coaches in the world. He has led a lot of people through very meaningful transformations. So it was great to have him here talking with us about how to set goals and how to work your way through these goals. And I loved hearing the fact that a lot of very high performers don't actually know what their goals are. That's really comforting for the rest of us. Nina and I also talk about this in our deep dive into Mark's conversation, but that whole idea of finding what you want to do at 15, maybe even 
than just stumbling upon it. That's something I can really relate to. I discovered journalism in high school, similar to Mark, and I did it through starting to talk to people. I carried it through my entire career. For Mark, it was a stepping stone. It was a skill that he learned that he had, that he could apply to journalism and later apply to coaching. And it's just cool to be able to look back and say, I found that when I was a teenager. I'd love to hear from you. What's something that you figured out as a teenager that you still see in your work now? Let me know on LinkedIn using the hashtag ThisIsWorking. Thanks to our team for putting this together. Nina and I will be back next week to bring you more great takeaways. Be well and stay curious.